Hello, everyone. Oh, wait a minute. Hello again. Sorry, just had to run the logo. Um, uh, fun fact. Actually, my my son made that for me. The hand presenting a dice in an orb with the flame on it, all done in like a black and white. A logo for Dicewise Entertainment, a company that we made so it can be in debt instead of us at tax time. That was the idea, but not working out. Anyway, today uh, we are interviewing uh, a kindred spirit, I gotta say. Let me talk about, really, really quick, before I introduce our guest, um, different qualities of audio and different popularities of podcasts. A lot of people that don't make content don't know how wonderful it is for a brand new podcast to get on Twitter and go, hi, look at me. Of course, everybody does that, but they're all like, look at me, look at me. Um, But they get on there and they start saying, hey, we're a new podcast. Please check us out, that type of thing. You will find the D&D 5th edition um, podcast community, very welcoming and very supportive, even though technically they could possibly consider your competition. You shouldn't look at it like that. And these guys don't because they will be the first ones to look at your content, not fans. Other creators will be the first to look at your stuff and go, Hmm, they're doing this. That's really cool, Bob. We should do that too. Or like going, Hmm, oh, no, no, it, it sounds terrible. They're no threat to us type of thing. But no matter what's going on in your business brain, the personal brain on the net is always like, Hey man, cool. I'll check it out. That kind of thing. Back and forth. Um, Our contribution here at Rollmongers is to do interviews with big, small, medium, large, wide, short, anyone. We go after people with an interesting angle. And I have found a special guest today because I find that their approach to podcasting is very similar to our own, where we're fussy about maybe too much ambient music, if that's possible. Um, Maybe a little over the top with some of the voices, but it's a far cry from a certain approach. And certainly at no professional level, we can't really say ourselves are professional. It's like, sort of like doing the best you can with the equipment and time that you have and taking a little extra care and doing it your own way. So without further ado, let me introduce one of the cast members from the From Afar D&D Actual Play podcast, Christian Spinelli. Thank you so much for being on the show today. No problem. Thank you for having me. So, Christian, the first question that we always like to ask here on the Attack of Opportunity podcast, and even though we're saying this is the new Attack of Opportunity podcast, where we're trying to get more of a general discussion going as opposed to just grilling you with questions, is how did you first know that you were a nerd, a geek, one of us, one of us? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, since I was young, I used to get in trouble for sneaking away to read the Harry Potter books. Uh, and all my friends, always, our idea of... Uh, a fun night out or, you know, a weekend was to get together and system like a bunch of Xboxes and just basically hang out inside. That's kind of when it clicked. It was like, oh, I'm into nerdy stuff. I like reading uh, books about dragons and elves and shit like that. And when you say system Xbox, did you do something that we did back in the day where you put uh, eight guys in a room, four playing GoldenEye on one TV and four on the other couch playing GoldenEye on the other and you high score your way up? and drink your way down as far as being good or bad that kind of thing as they swap you know it didn't work out we just had two guys in the middle that just you know like somebody was like the best of the crappy guys that would jump into yeah. the, the big league and you had a guy that was the worst of the best guys that would once in a while you know well he'd have a shit game because he's the best of the world and they just keep flipping around where you've got the guys dominating after a couple games and a whole bunch of golden eye yeah even though the guy runs around like this it, it's still a thing it's a classic you should check it out is that the kind of thing we're talking about for you Talking a little bit about that, yeah. I, for almost every birthday when I was younger, I would just get four different Xboxes and we'd get Halo going and that would be the entire night. Ah, yes. 16 people, 
different rooms, separate TVs, you know, one group wins like this giant capture the flag match and then they'd all come parading into the other room, just like flipping everyone off, just having a good time. Like, <laughs> that's such kinda, a fun time. That's awesome. That's like the reverse walk of shame. That's like the stride of victory, right? Yeah, <laughs> everyone in the other room is all like head down, like, oh no, uh, run it back again. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's great. Um, unfortunately in today's, uh, <clears throat> climate, those days are gone now. You can't cram. I know. Yes. <laughs> but, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about a little something. Now you shouldn't ignore what's going on, but we're hoping to help you forget about it for just a minute while we're talking about other things. So, um, was there, uh, was it the video game? Was it, Hey, like, was there a gateway drug video game? The books, you know, Harry mm. Potter fantasy, you obviously hail sci-fi Harry Potter's fantasy. Would you say that's kind of like the gateway drug that got you in to doing this? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot of gateways uh, that led to. There, there have to there have to be a lot of gateways to eventually cause you to make a D and D podcast. I feel like, uh, you know, it could have been uh, a close family friend introducing me to the Dragonlance Chronicle books, uh, giving me Dragons of Autumn Twilight when I was younger. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That got me going. Yeah, that's part of my some backstory. Some of my favorites. But... <laughs> Those books just blew my mind when I was younger, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I can read about magic and like different worlds and stuff like that. Uh, and then uh, playing Fire Emblem, uh, Path of Radiance, and Radiant Dawn—that was like another big gateway where I was like, "Oh shoot, this is what video games can be like." You know, like really good story, interesting characters. Um, and then doing improv was another big gateway into getting into D and D. All the guys uh, that I do the podcast with, Andy Tilstra, David Tilstra, their brothers, and then Goodball Maxson, all of us went to high school together. And over the course of our friendship, which has been like, you know, over a decade now, we've known each other for a long time. We've been on multiple uh, improv troops together, performing in front of uh, audiences on a stage. We also were uh, part of another group and helped form a group that was street performers. So we would just go to a populated place uh, in a downtown area where we lived and we would draw a crowd. Um, so that type of stuff, because for me, D&D is just this perfect storm of all these different creative mediums. Uh, uh, David and me, we're both filmmakers. Uh, so we have another creative side where, you know, we do like a lot of photography, videography, things like that. So writing and all that, it just all kind of mashes together with D&D in such a beautiful way where it's like, Hey, I can role play. I can write out a beautiful world and create this scene that I remember reading about in books, or I can develop the characters that I used to be so enamored with from like video games and things like that growing up. And not only that, I can improvise and act and do all these other fun things. Right on. So how long have you been playing RPGs? Tabletop? Tabletop, that started in high school. Uh probably about like sophomore year, uh, me and Gooby, which is Goodball's nickname, Gooby. Uh, me and him were getting curious about uh, D&D. We we're kind of like, we're already nerds, you know? We're into anime, video games, you know, anything, you name it. The only thing that we haven't dived into yet is D&D, which is kind of like that holy grail. You think, when you haven't played D&D, you think that that's like the final check mark. And then, you know, once you start playing D&D, you're like, oh, shoot, there's Warhammer mini painting and stuff like that. There's, there's so many other thresholds to pass, which at this point I have. But yeah, around like sophomore year of high school, we started out uh, just kind of curiously. We got, I think, just the player's handbook. And then he got the Dungeon Master's Guide 5e. Um, and because we were both so excited about it, but couldn't find anyone else to like immediately play with. And we also just didn't know what we were doing. 
we did a one-on-one DM and player quick little one-shot thing with almost no planning, just that that sort of like raw, like, all right, let's see what happens. And uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was one of my, my favorite memories of starting out. I, I named my character Butt Nipples the Stellar. Um, so it gives you a, a little taste of <laughs> kind of how we do things over from afar. I was going to say, you know, um, something that um, some of my casts are telling me, like, record everything. Record everything. Even if you like, you guys show up in the lobby, you record it, and then you stop the recording and start fresh for your actual um, interview or your actual yeah. game because you never know what like little clips you can pull out of there golden nuggets you know but i was going to give you that advice until i heard the name of your character so never mind moving on <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely we always uh begin each recording session we're like all right we're going to start at this time and then you know we actually start playing easily an hour afterwards i think every time uh but the the first 30 minutes is us just sitting around making jokes and making each other laugh and then being like oh shit like we should record yeah <laughs> we should start recording and get some of this on uh on tape and then we start recording do another 30 minutes of just joking around and making each other laugh and then one of us is finally like okay maybe we should start playing well i mean you can't schedule a weekly show around this but what gave us the idea was some, once in a while somebody's got a story to tell you know whether it's a skyrim story or whatever so we actually have a podcast up called the actual uh the after party podcast there's only like five or six episodes and they're you know spaced months and months apart but like i said that's because yeah. we're recording stuff and once in a while you know some of us gives us something really good we're like okay we're gonna keep this and you know put it over here and this type of thing you know give people a behind the scenes look so i highly recommend doing that if you guys can pull it off um like in any fashion anyway um so let me get my list of questions going here um do you have a favorite class race alignment a personality type, um, you know, something like that, that has always been your go-to since you started playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've found that I'm drawn towards a lot of the shorter races. Uh, so halflings, goblins, um, things like that, gnomes, just because I, I just find the, the dichotomy of it so interesting and kind of funny. Um, just thinking about this tiny little, little guy, the, the more, I don't want to say pathetic, but the more, of that contrast that I can create with the character of like, I'm going on this epic quest, but I'm also two feet tall. It, I just find that deeply amusing. Uh, so the character I play currently in our campaign, Kippa Willowind, uh, is this short two foot something halfling who is just all sorts of attitude and charisma and stuff like that. He's a glamour bard. So yeah, hey, hey, uh, they entrusted Frodo with a ring. Why not? Uh, you exactly. Know, yeah. Why not a glamour bard with the fate of the world? I see no problem with this. None at all. Exactly. Yeah. So it's that it's that dichotomy. Um, and then in terms of like a favorite class, I'm really enjoying Glamour Bard uh, only because it just, I don't know, like it, it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, who came up with this class? <laughs> it's just all about like all of my spells are about convincing people to do things <laughs> like so when we get in a combat situation, it's like, ah, shoot, uh, I can try to charm them. I can try to, you know, do all these different like hypnotic wave, hypnotic pattern, things like that. So it just causes you to play differently. Uh, it's not just, I'm a wizard, I'm going to fireball everything. It's uh, more geared towards roleplay, which is definitely what I prefer anyways. Getting into you know some of those situations where you can use mechanics of the class or the character and the race to further uh, like a roleplay scene and stuff like that. No, that's great. Um, so what made you guys decide to start making content? To leave the 99% of people just going, this is great. We've found our hobby. So much fun. And there's nothing wrong with just, you know, just having a great hobby like this and deciding to, like, do the work, put in the time. And if you do a good job, 
then to the audience, it actually just makes it look like you're just, you know, just pressing record, haha, and having your good time, and then pressing upload and done. You know, yeah. no, there's a lot more to it than that. But there's a lot uh, more. <laughs> but uh, not that I'm trying to scare anyone away from trying this. I think everybody that has the time to get around a table and or even now, now that you've forced yourself to switch to the online solution, boys and girls, and you wrap your head around Roll Twenty or Fantasy Grounds. You know, it's not that hard to get OBS go up going or a couple of tutorials to just record, even if it's for your own fun, even if it's for your own archives, uh, a log for your own story to help a GM with what's happened in the world, callbacks to great jokes, you know, that kind of thing. It doesn't have to go public. It could just be for you. But I highly recommend everyone trying it, even if it's something as simple as a Yeti in the middle of the room that sounds terrible. <laughs> just, but I'm just saying. Uh, so, um, where whereabouts you know speaking of that where does the magic happen you know where um where do you guys actually create your content are you around the kitchen yeah. table are you you know online what do you use what, what got going on here so we, we're kind of ahead of the curve in terms of all this uh, self-isolating we uh the name kind of has a, a double meaning from afar um it deals with the fact that we're bringing you stories you know it kind of has that like once upon a time magical feel like here comes a tale from afar uh, but the the second meaning is we're all really good friends, and as life happens, you know, different paths emerge and people move and stuff like that. So in order for us to also just stay in contact and you know stay in each other's lives in a much more intimate way than just kind of checking up and calling and texting, uh, we wanted to do this as a way of you know sort of playing D and D, going on an adventure together from afar. Um, so. Every time that we record, we're all in separate rooms, uh, separate states for the most part. So we have two guys in California, two of us are in Florida, uh, which does make the audio quality problem a lot easier because we have our own isolated audio, uh, you know, a mic for each of us and no chance of just the Yeti in the middle of the room picking up everyone and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so, you know, one, one getting clean audio and having scenes where we're not talking over each other is uh, about improv training and taking a step back when it's not your turn, but also it's about deleting that audio track when someone's making noise over somebody else and it just makes it a lot easier. That's, that's beautiful, man. You guys stay in touch after all those Halo years and all the parading and down. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I need a minute. No, no that's great. That's that's absolutely yeah. great. Um, so um, multiple tracks of audio. Yeah, uh, that is a nightmare. You know, I, I, we try to limit that kind of thing. But yeah, like when you put in that time, it is there is an advantage. Like you said, when you got Bob yeah. on his mic sneaking a chip or, or sipping a tea or, you know, getting up from the chair to go pee kind of thing, uh, mm. it can really make for, for a clean... Gooby chewing ice. Come on, Gooby, uh, stop chewing <laughs> ice, man. <laughs> I cheat. I try to use ambient music at a low level to cover a lot of that so I don't have to record. Just the so crunching much. and yeah. the smacking. <laughs> we, were, we were recording uh, Star Wars last night. And um, I forgot to lay in a bunch of ambient. So I'm queuing up the tracks, but they come on full volume. So it was like, and, <laughs> and they head to the, to the spice mines of Bandamere. And I find this great tabletop audio track at tabletopaudio.com where you can get your ambience for free. Take that, Sirenscape. Free. I'm telling you, tabletop audio. I love this guy. Tim's the best. Anyway, uh, sorry. That's uh, just me. Um, every time I queued up a track, you know, it was like full volume. So all of a sudden it was like, all this going back, right? And then they change the scene. They want to talk to the doctor in the medical bay. It's just like, I'll just leave it in. Maybe we meant to do that, you know. Still learning, (laughs) still always learning. But uh, a lot of stuff can come. Always learning. Sorry, my point is a lot of stuff can come from happy experimentation. And Mm. uh, a brand new question 
never been asked before, but just for you is, can you remember anything that was like you guys did completely by accident and now has become a staple in your show? Oh man. Anything from an you're, intro you're, you're, you're to talking, a total mess you're up. talking to it. the professionals here of, uh, just rolling with it. A lot of our favorite things in the show, uh, if we're just talking like story wise, we'll, you know, do bits, make jokes and, just in that improv yes and spirit, we immediately just roll with it and it becomes canon. Some of our uh, listeners' favorite characters have been uh, created from a typo in David's notes. Uh, he was trying to type parrot and then, you know, just started laughing because he was like, oh, guys, like, you know, I tried to type parrot, but I wrote carrot. And then five minutes of riffing later and we have this like creepy orange goblin man who lives in the crow's nest whose name is Patrick. And he's become a fan favorite NPC. Or there was a scene uh, in the first couple episodes where, for I just as a bit and a little joke, I we like really whiffed a stealth roll while we were like sneaking around the city, and I just said I'd picked up some plates earlier from a storage cabinet and dropped them all over the place, and without missing a beat, the guys just accepted that, rolled with it, and we're like, oh shit, there's all these plates around, and then by the time we got into combat, I was using the shards of those plates as weapons and like improvised shanks and stuff like that, hey, uh, and it's just kind of. Yeah, no, improvised weapons are a thing. No one uses their environment. There's so many blunt and sharp objects. Skills. Like, oh, disarm. Oh, damn, you're a dick. You disarm my character. He's a swordsman. I got nothing. It's like, are you kidding me? There's a whole world. You know, throw the half-link glamour guy at whatever. Yeah, just, just say there's so literally. much you can do. Come on. Sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, we, we, we definitely just, with our training and improv and stuff like that, our familiarity with each other, which is an important part, I think, of any sort of podcasting or storytelling dynamic we're all super comfortable with each other we have been joking together for years you know riffing together for years acting for years so that sort of comfort level uh definitely helps in uh moving forward with things like that someone throws a curveball most of the time all of us will just roll with it immediately and then it becomes canon awesome well i that's pretty much anyone any podcaster's dream is to to have those fun moments that are original to make your pod stand out uh but you guys sound like you have certain a certain advantage and edge and like when i listen to a little bit of your episodes i noticed that i noticed the chemistry um how can i put this was built in you know what i mean mm. it, it was more than just natural chemistry uh to give you an idea uh, a lot of podcasts that come out okay are friends so like we've been friends we've been playing so they've got friendly chemistry right there's a couple yeah. of few their chemistry is on the next level and they're like family like Critical Role or one of my favorites, the Fateful Fumble cast out of Norway. And, um, you know, they're just, they're just like this big family. And it just takes the chemistry to a whole other level. Um, for you, there's been a couple I've been encountered. And like yourself, there's like a professional chemistry. Like you guys have worked out kinks with because of your improv days. You know what I mean? And you can hear it. You can sense it with the back and yeah. forth. Like you said, especially that um, stepping back and shutting up, which personally I have a big problem with. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's bad when you're GM. Um <laughs> But, um, you know, I mean, like letting the other guy and then, and then queuing in that type of thing. Uh, it's, I found it makes you guys stand out. I, I hope, um, you know, your listeners and you can gain more of a following because just because of that aspect alone, just for a little different, something different than your classic, like, ah, ha, ha, drink, 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 spit at the Eddie, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that's great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know what? I never get tired of that. I never get tired of those podcasts. Uh, I make fun about the audio quality just because I'm a stickler for audio quality myself, even though I know very little about the technical aspect I've been learning. Um, I'm, I'll be the first one for that. You know, ah, yeah, that type of chemistry type of thing is, is what makes these podcasts popular. And I, I'll never get tired of it. 
Um, but credit where credit is due. You guys put in the work. I appreciate it. You yeah, guys put in the you. work, and you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it shows. It does show on your content. Um, so how long? Well, if I could say something. Sure, you, sure. you mentioned earlier uh, working out the kinks, which made me think of something. Uh, something that we did that I don't know that a lot of people have done. Maybe they have. It was just something that we wanted to do. Um, at our core, all of us, I think one of the reasons that we also work so well together is we're all committed to striving for excellence. Uh, you know, whatever we do, whatever we're creating, whatever the product is, we're trying to make it as good as it can be with the information that we have or the gear that we have, uh, which I'm sure is something that you'll appreciate. Uh, something that we did prior to even releasing any content is for an entire year, we did a dry run of recording a podcast and editing that podcast without any plan to necessarily release it. Mm -hmm. So we, we had a uh, Gooby DMing Storm King's Thunder for us. And we essentially would record each session. And as a result of doing that for a year, we were able to encounter a lot of roadblocks, a lot of, you know, little speed bumps that people would normally encounter in the middle of, you know, releasing content. So we were able to see some of those pitfalls fall into them and then find a solution, work through the conflict between all of us, which allowed us to now it's, it's a lot less stressful when we're creating content and releasing episodes because we have a system in place. We realized early on, it's like, okay, we're going to need to invest in this type of gear because we don't sound good enough. Or, oh, like we have a problem with this type of storytelling. It's like, well, okay, let's like laser focus in on what we want our, our tone to be. So kind of doing that prep and, um, I don't know, taking the time to make sure that what we're going to put out is excellent from the get-go and you're not going to have to worry about having all these like trips and conflicts arise. Uh, probably one of the biggest thing that's, uh, that's helped us. Cool. Very cool. So how long have you guys been actually making your content? Um, if you're counting that sort of like prep year, it'd be like two years now, basically. Mm -hmm. But uh, for this current... Um, like the podcast and the campaign that we're doing now, I believe we recorded for the first time February of 2019. So we're over a year now. No, work, working out chemistry pre is is good. I mean, even people as big as the Glass Cannon podcast, no secret, one of my personal favorites that are out there. Uh, I remember Joe O'Brien talking about advice for other people to start. And he said, you know, take that year, you know, Get your technical ironed out. Build the chemistry. So, because you only can launch the first one once. You know, I hate to say it. People might find a random episode 26. Okay, I'll just listen, see if they're any good. And you're a little bit more polished. But everybody goes back to the first episode. And you could just be so much more. Like I said, if you put in that three months or, you know, a year. to Everyone's like, oh, the time is now. I'm already behind. Podcasts have been huge 10 years ago. They're dynamite five years ago. They're exploding this year. If I can't put it off a year. No, people will always gravitate to quality over quantity yeah, absolutely. Uh, because there's so much out there now everyone has a personal preference you know like i said there's nothing wrong with a couple of guys on xbox headsets that got inspired by watching rogue one and dropped mummy's mask after a year of failure because it, it was <laughs> cursed and decided to put up a star wars podcast and it sounds crappy for four episodes but through that experience of that first year before they moved back to a pathfinder podcast at oh i'm sorry am i just talking about myself yeah, i'm sorry um no <laughs> i totally get what you're saying and again i concur like if you have built-in chemistry because it is your friends great but now put mics in front of them microphone oh, yeah. discipline acts, is like, yeah, just so just just you know it's not the same um one thing we found that helped um we have a guy in the road 
not anymore because everyone's self-isolating, but he was construction and he was like, he would show up for a game in a hotel room. Like he's in a motel sitting on the floor with whatever internet they could give his laptop and he had the gear we sent him, right? So yeah. we bought him this broadcasting heads, like, you know, the ones the sports broadcaster uses with the big cone, uh, like this giant freaking um, cone that is the windscreen, right? Yeah, now, yeah. it's not a high quality mic, but it is much better quality dynamic microphone that you would get on any headset. And he sounds really good on it, you know, and after a little bit of uh, mixing through a little pad five mixer, you know, he sounds really good. You wouldn't know. Um, but it makes him portable, right? And I found that players were that, that can act like players because the headset's on, like you've got an Xbox, the microphone discipline isn't necessary because they don't have to like, over here, oh, right, hello, hi, my character, you know, like that, that type of thing. Um, they're, you know, 320 bucks Canadian, which is like $5 American. Um, no, about $250 American uh, for this thing. It's not cheap. And you need to run it through your $100 mixer. But if you don't want to mess around with 20 to $100 armatures like this, the lovely roads I got going on here and the guys have the cheapy versions. If you don't want to buy a $200 Canadian microphone, the audio technica 2035, you know, <laughs> if you don't want to buy, I like just saying like, the, you know, you could just, it works out to be about the same price in the end. Grab this headset. Uh, you'll also find guys, um, people that are doing the big studio shot and they're all around a table and they're standing. Use those. The, you know, all these, there's about five or six of them. Uh, and I'm just, just saying that is a quick solution. If you, your players, before you buy anything that really don't think they can handle this giant phallic shaped thing in their face. Cause they're all weird about it, you know, constantly. Um, just saying anyway, how many different shows have you guys got? Just the one just from a far podcast. Okay. Um, so we're trying to, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, we want to play different games and stuff like that, uh, mm -hmm. expand beyond, uh, just D and D five E. So our goal with, uh, from afar was not to sort of, you know, work ourselves into a corner where we have to just stick with D&D. &D. We wanted to keep it open. So eventually our hope is that this show of From Afar can, you know, morph and change into many different things. Maybe we get a Call of Cthulhu game going or like a one shot that's DM by Gooby or, you know, I have Polaris, which I've been wanting to try out. So we can kind of like jump around and not keep ourselves pinned down so that at the end of the day, it's, it's more about it being a storytelling uh, and, you know, Goose podcast. Now, I kind of put you on the spot. This interview was thrown together quickly because we talked a little while ago, and I kind of caught you just like in a random room with the mic dragged in type of thing. Like, their audio quality, I really don't want this interview with my crap audio quality and the echo that I've set you up, unfortunately, in a bad room. Um, I, I got to say, like, you guys actually have noticeably a cut above audio quality right out of the gate. Um, but I'd like to talk about the social media aspect. Where can we find you? Hmm online are you on twitter on your own facebook where you know whereabouts are you posting yeah we're, we're all over we're on uh instagram uh we're on twitter which andy does a fantastic job running uh twitter is you know as anyone in the podcasting world knows that's sort of like the social media that you want to be on and we got andy running that uh david has kind of created his own personality uh for himself on twitter which has been great and that's where you'll meet a lot of uh, the other podcasting community. Um, and that's where you get a lot of that, you know, openness and acceptingness that we were talking about. It's a cool community. Uh, we're also on Discord. We launched about a month or so ago. I want to say maybe a month and a half. We launched uh, a Discord server, which has been uh, very, very, very nice to see all the people that are interested jumping in. Uh, who have listened to the show, who maybe are new to the show. We even have a couple people jumping in there now who are just 
wanting people to talk to and having some kind of community now that everyone's self-isolating, things like that. Uh, we also have our website, but yeah. So, so where you can find us is at from afar podcast. That's same for Twitter, same for Instagram. And then from afar podcast.com for the website. Uh, and then I think on our Twitter, we have a link tree to all those different things. You can join the discord, stuff like that. Cool. Very cool. Um, well, here's a brand new question. I don't think I've ever asked anyone. You mentioned, uh, that Andy has a persona online. So I want to talk to you about what really makes a podcast stand out where people gravitate. They feel like they are the, the quiet player in the room that most mm-hmm. podcasts try and do like you're with us. You're, it's almost like you're right there playing with us. Like a, yeah. that genuine, uh, walls down, just being yourself and being how you are with your friends without filters. That type mm-hmm. of genuine, you know, really makes a podcast stand out and helps it do well uh, versus having an alternate persona. Uh, when we were off the mic, you were asking about Twitter handles and we have, you know, at Rollmongers or we have www.rollmongers.com where we put our content. Um, but to help support this show, because it's technically a talk show and not actual play, I've kind of gone off on my own. And I have, as you can see in the corner here, um, at GM underscore Jeff underscore ball. And I put GM in caps. And without thinking, I'd hit the cap lock. So I was just typing really quick. And I was like, GM underscore Jeff Ball underscore. And it's all in caps. I'm like, well, that's neat. You know, it'll make me stand out. And so I posted it. And then people are like, why are you yelling at us? Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, actually, funny enough, like the GM Jeff Ball, even though it is, um, even though it is me, it is a ramped up persona. Like, I can't, I don't, I change when I'm in front of a microphone. You put me in front of a camera and a microphone and I become this like game ho, game show version GM of myself and I'm way more over the top. Don't ask the guys, yeah. they're like, no, no, you're like that all the time. It's like, no, come on. You know, like, uh, you just, I'm just, I'm just me on steroids. Um, I just, I'm so excited to do this. It's so cool. Every little aspect of this. I really love this. This be really become a passion. Um, and I've been told that's what draw people to listen to our shows is my passion. And I'm like, really? I'm not DMing? They're like, no, man. You're, you're, kind, of, you're kind of like a, a two-star out of five-star DM. You're not bad. You're really good. But you're not, you know, you give up. Give it up. You know, don't give up your J-job, man. You're no, you're no Mercer. You know, oh, okay. Well, why do you listen? They're like, oh, you're so passionate about this. It just, you know, it just can't get you draw us in. It's like, okay, I'll take that. You know, so listen to not just my podcast, but anyone you feel takes it seriously and is passionate about their craft. Like Christian. So, um, is there anyone besides Andy that's gone off with this alternate persona to kind of like, I guess, brand themselves, I guess you could say? Well, so I will say that a lot of, we don't necessarily change too much and that's something that it makes it easier for us to, you know, record and stuff like that. We're all entertainers. We all, it's just a constant competition to see who can make the other person laugh more, you know? So uh, when we talk about like personas online, like Andy runs the from afar Twitter for the most part, sometimes the other guys will jump on there, um, to do this or that, but for the most part, it's him and Twitter's a hard place. Like it's hard to keep up with everything that's happening. It's hard to constantly be replying to everything and just generally keeping that upbeat, upbeat vibe. Um, so him and his brother, David, uh, I, I, yeah, definitely have to give it up to them because it, as anyone who is in the Twitter scene and is on there a lot, then they know it's like, it's exhausting and it is its own art form. And it is its own sort of like thing that you get good at. And essentially what Andy's been able to do is create this uh, environment, even just through a Twitter handle of like being accepting 
being someone who's going to cheerlead for you. Uh, he's going to be shouting out other podcasts and encouraging more of that community and things like that. So it's definitely, it's a burden. It's like, it's a, it's a heavy weight to bear around and do, but that just, you know, that makes it all the better that he's the one who's able to do that and step up to the plate and like really put in a lot of effort towards that. Oh yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I, I'm not gonna admit I'm the first guy to like be invited to a Discord and find the self promo and, and drop a bunch of our shows, but I'm also the guy that like Andy believe in that sort of like. So you know, you guys are just talking about anime and stuff. It's like, um, you know, that's interesting. Would you like an interview? You know, oh, that's cool. You know, uh, um, do you want to talk about the technical setup? Like, you know, uh, I'd like to learn some more because I like what you're doing, and you know, I think I can help you. Uh, whether it's technical or just exposure or that type of thing. And pretty much, Christian, this is how we, you and I met. I saw what he was doing. I reached out. Apparently, Christian won the vote, guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> they all drew straws. They all drew like little halo mechs. And, uh, you know, Christian won the vote to, to represent today. <laughs> um, do you guys have merchandise going? We don't yet, but we we, we terribly want some. There's a, a couple episodes where we're like riffing going through Neverwinter about like sports teams and uh, like uh touristy merch and things like that so it's been a dream of ours to get some of that made up like no, booty good. shorts that say never winter on them and uh foam fingers for the never winter wombats and stuff like that so oh, that's definitely on the list that that's good i like that shorts because it's never winter because they refuse to wear big clothes and right. that's awesome but never winter <laughs> is an actual it's a brand of free, like, i don't know if you get in trouble for that one but that's a cool idea <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you gotta look into that um so what about your latest project keep saying like we want to do other games we like is there anything seriously being discussed at least at this point for the mm -hmm. future yeah uh we actually just the other day we're trying to um take this time of the uh you know the world just getting affected by the pandemic and you know turn it into something as positive as we can. So we're trying to create more content, trying to uh, busy ourselves in a way that's like, oh, like maybe we can provide people who uh, need some levity, some laughter, maybe more of an opportunity to distract themselves and just have a good time. So uh, the other day we ran through a special sort of one shot that Gooby wrote himself. Uh, and we're planning to like, do a couple of those, maybe different games, definitely different DMs just to sort of switch up the flavor because, you know, a DM is the one who decides and sort of like permeates the the tone and the feel for a game. So hmm. switching it up and sort of like, you know, round robining, switching who's doing what is kind of a fun experiment to just see like, oh, like how does this change it? Um, but yeah, we're trying to create more content, do more one shots and things like that that might be different from what we're already doing just on the normal campaign. Normally I get into uh, asking some optional questions, some personal questions, and I, it's kind of funny for me to ask this considering what's going on in the world today, but um, I always found it fascinating that to break the stereotype these days, every walk of life, color, creed, nationality, and every social cast pops up playing good old D&D. &D. Farmers, mm. ditch diggers, rock stars, you name it, you know, that type of thing. So I always like to ask the guests if they don't personally mind, you know, what do you do for a living? Or in today's climate, what did you do for a living? Yeah, right. Um, so I am a barista, have been for a while, at uh, specialty coffee shops. Um, and I also freelance and do video work, work on sets, commercials, stuff like that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, then we'll have to talk off the book about some, uh, some logo and some video setup because like, we're kind of new at it and we're, um, I think we got our, um, presentation down. It's just the execution. Like there's always a tech thing or whatever. And we'll have to pick your brain about that. I've been speaking with Christian Spinella 
from the From Afar podcast. They got so much going on contained in one podcast. And if you like it, well, like you said, when he just turned the dial to a left and you've got a brand new DM, uh, you know, it could change everything. <laughs> so Christian, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we will see you next time on Attack of Opportunity.